0: Floor to ceiling shelves of comics on the other side. Floor to ceiling, ceiling uh, shelves of records, and then I have like a recliner in the middle. So, and that's like my thing is like put a record on, sit in my recliner, get a comic book out, and drink a beer.
1: Hey, welcome! Oh, hey, happy Fourth of July! Uh, week one of the clarion west write-a-thon is over it is their annual fundraiser that i have now participated in for three years and it is a, uh, a great organization that supports underserved voices in speculative fiction so science fiction fantasy horror and many more even comic books they're kind of into comics which is kind of cool I enjoy being able to help in whatever fashion I can. I know how hard it is for people to pay attention to the things we do. For some of us, we already have a bunch of people listening, which is great for us, but there are a lot of people who don't. And having an organization that supports the people who are trying to have their voice heard, I think this is important. Go check out clarionwest.org. There's a link in the description. You can go to any of my social media or website at J Alex Morrissey. And there are links there for the write page, my page. You can check it out. You know, just follow along. I would appreciate you just checking it out. Keeping me honest, um, last week was week one. And I wrote, I don't know, just under 9,000 words for the week, which is not not a lot for me. And, um, that's not being a brag thing. It's just, my goal is to get 70,000 words done in six weeks, which is a large number. I knew I would be slow week one, maybe week two. So I gave myself a little bit of a break, but I need to pick up the pace. Um, I've got to average over 1500 a day, this week and really push myself to get to 2000 and then I'm off to the races. Um, It should be a a great month of writing and talking to people who are writers. I will uh, try to have as many discussions about writing on the podcast just to support what I'm doing and the organization. Yeah. You can follow along on Twitter or Instagram um, Blue Sky. If you're on that, please check it out. Um, if you are so inclined and able to do any donation of any kind, that is above and beyond, and I appreciate that. It, it, it's very hard talking about the writing process. Is you know, it, it's this mixture of you know who cares and stop talking about yourself. Those are my two sort of initial feelings about it. But I, um, I really, really. Enjoy drafting it's I haven't been drafting for a oh boy like a year plus even more than that, and it's just really uh it's terrifying and great to be back in that mindset of just letting the story come so I was actually talking to a close friend who is not a writer of any sort, and you know he asked me he's like, well, do you have it outlined like is he who's really curious and i said yeah i I have the story outlined and i but it's not this tight this and this and this and this. I just have these points that I want to get to and today a whole scene kind of popped up which was this sort of funny idea was lingering in my head, so I'm like, okay, let' let this play through and damned if I didn't end up coming up with a solution to this problem that I had set up in the previous chapter, so it was really. I mean I had no idea but the characters kind of put it all together and came up with this answer which way way better than anything I was thinking of so you know good on good on them you know um I'm loath to talk about it but uh I'll try to be a little open about it here um this week's episode is with Johnny Shields Johnny is a local guy here in Asheville who is putting on the Beer City Comic Con. Now, I have people on the show who are the folks who support the comic industry, whether they're retailers or marketing people, and in this case, a showrunner. And I love being able to show as many facets of the industry as possible and the passionate people who make this thing um, kind of fun for everyone and Johnny's a great guy he um an event producer so this is his world and he is a huge comic fan and we talk about how comic books were so instrumental for him um bridging the gap between struggling as a student to being a person who was curious and wanted to learn and it was comic books that kind of gave him that, uh, avenue. Um, we talk about that deeply in this and how important it is to him. And, you know, we talk about all sorts of other stuff like comic books and movies and, and we talk about the show. So, um, I encourage you, if you have the, uh, ability to come here, uh, at the end of September, beginning of October to, uh, experience, uh, the first, first run of the beer city comic-con, I think it's going to be a great show and there's going to be a lot of great people uh, we already know coming uh, up for this. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this talk with me and Johnny Shields. De facto daily outfit, or is it, or is it one of those, like you can rip the whole thing off. I
0: wish. Uh, No, man, I I wore this for you. I gotta, I gotta be in costume uh, when it's time to perform. Um so, yeah yeah um no I mean, and i've got I've got another meeting after this and stuff, and it, you know it, it like it's funny I was just listening uh this morning during my workout, I was listening to your uh last show, i guess, um and you're talking about like you know having your 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 brand like kind of thing as like creators and stuff like that, and like yeah yeah the the, the whole suit and i mean the world tie and, and vest and stuff is kind of like my brand i don't
1: know <laughs> yeah i think I, I think it's super important i think you you know i mean it, it's, it's gross at the same time but it's also important like i think you just need to find ways that people can always recognize you out of the mishigas of yeah. uh, you know of the
0: world totally yeah. well and like you know like by the by sunday like at the at the dead dogs you know thing at heroes like multiple people were walking you're the guy with the ties you know (laughs) like uh right and 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 you're from you know like they were curious about me because i because that's part of the idea too is like to not fit in you know like or to do Mm -hmm. what's unexpected to be dressed really nice at a comic-con or you know to be the guy throwing a comic-con who wears nice clothes all the time um people aren't expecting that you know um and so it becomes of note and then they like like They actually inquired about me, you know, like, who's the guy with the ties? Mm -hmm. Oh, he's with Beer City Comic Con. Now they know about the show, and you know. Sure.
1: uh, Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, I think that was Howard Chaikin's thing for a long time is that he wore suits. So when you see pictures of Howard, he'd be in a suit. Right. Which, you know, ran completely, you know, counter to the rest of the uh Comma creator world yeah
0: yeah yeah exactly so that's part of the part of the idea you know yeah and i just no, i, I like it. getting dressed up so i think that's part of it it's like uh i like being yeah. dressed up so i was like well I'll just this, i'll just be that'll be my thing i just i wear mm-hmm. stuff you know
1: so. Oh, yeah, I miss it. I miss it. I have a box at the top of my, uh, my closet, which has like all my fancy clothes from my old jobs. I'm like, Oh, and I, every so often I have to find something. I'm like, oh, I got to pull it out of there. And then I get to go through all the, Oh my God. Yeah, the, oh, this is nice. Yeah. You know, but I, I there, there's zero occasion for me to need to wear this stuff. So it just sits there and either will disappear when I get, you know, too girthy to wear it or right. something. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, I I think I always just get a kick out of that sort of thing. Like, you know, cause even before all this, like I would randomly like Tara and I, my wife and I would go on a date and we, I would just wear a suit, but well, we'd go mm-hmm. to like the social or something, you know, like some, like just right. crappy dive bar. It was like, no, I just, I just wanted to wear a suit. <laughs> like,
1: uh, Yeah. It, it's nice. I mean, we, I, we, so the, the movie North by Northwest yeah. has a scene with Cary Grant in this bar called i think it's called like the oak room or the oak bar that's in the plaza hotel in new york it's right at the bottom of uh, central park on the east side right and the scuttle the the, the building sold and the scuttlebutt before the decisions were made that it was just they were going to get rid of the hotel and it was going to become like a condo building and a lot of you know a lot of us new yorkers are like no way you can't do this and so my buddy's like Let's honor the movie and let's go there totally dressed up and like hit the bar and have a nice night. That's there, awesome, right? and it was great because it it is funny because if you are dressed nicely, like the world treats you a lot different, exactly than jeans and t shirts. Yeah,
0: totally. No, it's really true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and it's definitely something that I like. I th- I definitely think like it served me going in when I'm going into meetings. They've never met me Mm -hmm. before. I'm creating something new. They don't know anything about, you know, like, and they, they probably Mm -hmm. have some preconceived idea of what someone who throws a comic-con looks like. And then I come Mm -hmm. in and actually I'm six, seven, not six, four.
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But come in six, seven, but also in a, you know, looking nice and stuff. And and like, you can almost see that like, Oh, I'm shifting the way I'm approaching this conversation now, (laughs) you know, like, then you're taking it a little more seriously. So it's was like, great, it works.
1: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So I uh, so was um HeroesCon your first show that you went sort of presenting the convention?
0: Yeah, yeah. So it was the first time I was okay. I was going as a promotional show. So I, actually last year at Heroes I I volunteered. I already knew I was going to throw mm-hmm. the show, but I wanted just to get more experience, you know, backstage, you know, kind of behind the scenes um at a con and stuff. And uh, and you know just to get to know the people. I mean, like Josh Cummings, who's the volunteer coordinator for Heroes, is the volunteer coordinator for Beer City Comic Con. You know, um, and,
1: yeah. Okay, good.
0: Yeah. So they're just you know it's good to get, but that's what it was. It was awesome at this just just you know getting exposed to the attendees was great. But like kind of getting in, you know, getting to hang out with you and Matt, and and like and just getting to meet other people and kind of just feel a little bit more part of the community than I have mm-hmm. in the past. Uh, that was probably more valuable to me than, uh, than just the exposure to the general atten- a- attendees, you know, just kind of feeling yeah. like I'm part of the community, um, in more of a way. Yeah.
1: I mean, th- listen, you, 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 you wrangled your way into the the secret after party. So, I mean, they worked out pretty well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, like I was invited, Linda invited me, like I mm-hmm. was talking to her that night at the, at the auction. Um, and she's super, what a sweetheart. Um, so we just, we're having a great talk. She's like, are you coming on Sunday? I was like, I wasn't invited. <laughs> she's like, she's
1: like, you, you are she? now. <laughs> I'm
0: like, okay. I'll That's be awesome. there.
1: <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I guess, you know, w- you know, this is insider baseball t- talk at the moment. So why don't you tell, uh, the people who don't live in the greater Asheville area, <laughs> what <laughs> we're talking
0: about. Okay. Sure. Sure. That's probably a good idea. Um, so I am producing uh Beer City Comic Con here in Asheville, North Carolina. Um it's taking place September 29th, 30th, October 1st um uh at Harris Cherokee Center, which is the civic center in downtown Asheville, not the casino in Cherokee, North Carolina. <laughs> um, that's created some confusion in the past. Uh but yeah, I mean, I, well, should I go into my whole, like, because I have a, I have, there's an origin story that's kind of important for understanding the way we're doing yeah. this con. Should, should yeah, for sure. Now? Yeah, okay. go for that. Okay, yeah. cool. So it starts way back when little Johnny was a little boy um, in in school. Wait a minute.
1: Were you ever little? <laughs> I mean, you are like, you are you are towering, um, no, towering individual.
0: <laughs> like, when I was, you know, not as little as the other boys, but littler than I am now. Um but so ba- basically, like, I, I'm dyslexic, uh, which, you know, is a genetic, you know, different way your brain is wired and, and things. Um, but I was undiagnosed until a few years ago when my son was diagnosed. Um, and then, you know, I got books and stuff to read up on it. And it was just like, holy shit, this is totally me. And this explains so much. Also, it's genetic. So he had to have gotten it from somewhere. So it also made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but But so like, you know, so growing up with undiagnosed dyslexia, it just wasn't on people's radar back then. So it's no fault of any, you know, my teachers or anything like that. Um, But they also had were forced to assume that, well, Johnny's just dumb and lazy. uh, (laughs) And that's why he like (laughs) sucks at school so bad, Um, which and for people that don't know, like dyslexia, like usually expresses itself in having a lot of difficulty reading and writing, um, especially like your brain just processes it differently. And whereas most people's brains are kind of pretty much ready-made when you're taught how to read, it just kind of clicks into place and they can do it. Um, that's just not the case with the dyslexic brain. Um, So like at a pretty young age, I'm in school. I hate it. Um, I'm treated like I'm an idiot. Um, and like, and I just like, was just like, all right, well, am I allowed to cuss on this? podcast? Oh, yeah, of I'd course. Keep it sure way. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> at a, at a, you know, very young age, I was like, fuck school and fuck learning. Uh, I hate it. It's stupid. And I'm just not gonna, you know, I'm going to do the bare minimum to get by, but that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then go home and play action figures, you know? Um, and, but luckily for me at a young age of nine or 10, uh, someone put a comic book in my hand and, you know, a comic, you know, the comic book graphic novel, like medium, is so accessible for people with learning differences, especially because it's such a visual medium. Um and you can take in so much more of the story without um, you know, like originally I really wasn't even reading the words. I was just looking at the pictures, you know, like um totally. but, you know, started having the experience of, you know, flipping one page, flipping one page, and then I flip another page and get to a panel. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck happened? You know, like this, you know, <laughs> the picture doesn't make sense for what just like shit, now I'm going to have to go back and read so that I can figure out what's actually happening in the story. Um, Right. And then over time, just like having to work on that, you know, uh, like, uh, but, you know, getting so invested in the characters and stories that I was like, it was worth it to me to do the hard work of essentially teaching myself to read, um, reading comics. And then over, you know, years and years and years of reading comics every day, developed into a fluid reader just on my own. Whereas, you know, a lot of people Mm -hmm. would just like, see you kind of, you know, my son has like special tutors and has to go to special schools and, and stuff like that. But it's just like, I just cared about it enough (laughs) that I was Mm -hmm. like, really work hard and it was a bitch like in the like in the 90s there's just a lot of narration boxes back then like oh buddy all narration box like oh yeah damn it.
1: <laughs> yeah well i mean that listen i think that was a common occurrence from the 80s and the 70s and probably earlier but yeah so what, what made me think about the whole thing of you know as a learning tool i wonder if because I mean, I know I've, I have some sort of form of dyslexia, because I can, I can remember moments of looking at things and seeing the words and make they don't they don't make sense. Yeah, right. And like, I right. would have to stare at it. And then the, the sort of the letters would shift mm-hmm. into the proper order. I go, Oh, okay, that's there. what that is. Yeah. And, but it was a very, it was not a rare, it was a rare occurrence. It wasn't common. But I'm wondering if reading them for you, the pictures offered context Mm -hmm. when, if you were reading text, there's very little context.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, and, and, and that kind of, that gets me into one of the the, the next kind of points of what, uh, and one of these things that that comics did for me is, is I get exposed to bigger ideas um, and concepts through comic Mm. books at a much younger age than I would have in school. Right. Because in, 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 you know, mm-hmm. early school is very rote memory oriented, just like here's the things, memorize these facts, put them on a piece of paper for your test or whatever. But in in comics, you know, you start dealing with like philosophical kind of like ethical issues, you know, ethical dilemmas. You know, it's like, oh, well, there's actually not an easy solution to this. I have to kind of turn my turn this around. Is he doing the right thing? Is that what a hero mm-hmm. would do? You know, Um And and then, you know, you get into the different getting to know the characters better and better and better. And so you get into psychological issues um, and things and just, you know, so you learn a little bit about that. And then, of course, you know, when you get into space travel and multiverses and everything, you're getting into a little bit of quantum physics. So just really like got to get into all these things that were like really cooking my noodle, you know, like um, Mm -hmm. whereas school wasn't doing that for me at all. And and now looking back, it makes sense because rote memory is something that the dyslexic brain is like fucking terrible at. I still am to this right. day. Um, but big concepts and putting different ideas together—that's actually like where dyslexics tend to just soar. And so comics gave me that that ability to get to get into these bigger ideas and really touched my brain in a way that like turned it on. You know, and and that's part of the idea with like the. Having the visuals, incorporating them into the text, and getting to put all the pieces together, um, and then like the cool thing is like through that, I've you know got really excited about like psych- psychology and philosophy and physics and and things like that, and then and by the time you know I'm like early college or something, I'm a fluid reader now, so I start like gobbling up all these books from uh, you know on all these other subjects still wasn't crazy about school. Just that has to do with my rebellious, you know, personality. But like, but I really got into educating myself. Um, and, and, you know, in addition to what I was doing, like in, in college and everything. And just like, and you know, but then like, I went on, you know, I majored in philosophy, I have a master's in sustainability, I, I did half of a master's in clinical mental health counseling, um, until I realized, like, I got like two sessions in me a day. And then I'm like, Tapped. <laughs> i like, sorry, I can't make a living doing that. Um and then I also did a part of a master's in divinity school uh for a UU school. So it was like um, you know, open religion, not specific to anyone. Okay. Um and this is all coming around, I promise. Uh <laughs> but like um uh but what like yeah, so so basically like oh yeah, here, here, here. Oh, sorry, I lost lost my train for a second. Um, That's cool. But. And what, what you, one of the things you'll see with those master's educations too, it, like the through line of all of those was me trying to figure out how am I going to help? How am I going to make mm. the world a better place? You know, is it through sustainability? Is it through counseling people? Is it through, you know, the, the divinity school is about like, can we create a community that offers all the things that traditional religion does as traditional religions aren't doing as hot as they used to be, but we still need sure. a lot of what they provide. Um, and So, but then like in the course of all this, this is a long story. I'm sorry. Um, But uh, okay, we have time. Okay, cool. Um, In the course of all this, you know, as I'm growing, you know, so this is over the past 15 years or something like that. um, I kind of. I I stumbled into event production. Like I had my own little retail store that I was uh, uh and then started throwing events there. And then I've ended, ended up going and working for an event production company for several years. And then and then I've had like a lot, bunch of other jobs that I always just kind of figure out a way to incorporate throwing an event into whatever right. job it is. You know? Sure. Like
1: you, I mean you're carrying this hammer around, you might as well find some nails, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. Um and so and so just recently within the past few years, I kind of you know, came back to like, well, maybe throwing events is how I'm going to help the world. Maybe that's my good deed that I'm going to do for the community. That's how I'm going to be a, you know, quote unquote, hero for my community. Um, Here, now we're finally back to Beer City Comic Con. um, And how I conceptualize this event is to throw a Comic Con that's You know, one is because it's just honoring what all comics have done for me, what they've done for a lot of other kids and adults. And I think to to promote what they can do for a lot of adults and kids Um, talking about, like getting them into schools more, getting, you know, kids with learning differences, uh, access to these um, and everything like that. But also trying to facilitate that kind of experience that I had over like 15 years of going from getting into comic books to getting, you know, developing a, a love of learning and, um and a fascination with these bigger concepts and, but yeah. consolidating it from 15 years into three days. <laughs> um And so like the way we're doing that is like throwing it, you know, a traditional fun comic con with all with our great comic guests and vendors and all the fun stuff. But, We're bringing in professionals from outside the comic book industry to kind of sit on panels and give talks and workshops and things about some of these bigger ideas and you know sciences and 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 things like that um to kind of like yeah just bridge that gap i think or or you know for some people there's a gap some there's not one for me but like of this like fascination with kind of the fantasy sci-fi kind of world um and bring it into like well dude this world and this scientist and these sciences are just full as much full of mystery and awe and wonder and everything like that and the things we're discovering now are fucking mind-blowing and you know like and and just that you can you can live in both worlds and it's awesome (laughs) you Mm know Um, right so yeah i mean that's like that's kind of the mission is to, is to create this event. And then we can inspire people to like, you know, maybe you'll get turned on by something, you know, and it might be, you know, doing workshops on how to get started making comics, you know, like, or, mm-hmm. or, or it might be like, Oh man, well, I, I really loved moon night. And then the psychologist came and kind of got di- deeper into the psychology behind stuff. And now I'm like, fuck man, this psychology shit's cool. Like I want to learn more about sure. that, you know? And, um, and then, you know, like the way I think of it is, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of giving our attendees more knowledge, right? And knowledge is power. And as we all know, mm-hmm. with great power comes great responsibility. Um, and so the idea is like empower our, our, our guests um, to then, but then, you know, for them to go out into their communities and use that wisdom and knowledge that they've gained to make their communities a better place, you know, um, yeah. learning ways to do that through this con. Um, yeah, it's kind of a shooting for the you know stars kind of thing uh yeah. but but it, you know and then of course at the same time just have a fucking good time you know like we you yeah. like have a beer and 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 talk to some of your favorite comic creators and you know and then learn some psychology on the side you
1: know <laughs> well i think you know i mean something that struck me when you were just saying that is the idea that you know i mean we are stimulated by these books, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the concepts in these books. I mean, when you first mentioned that earlier, I was thinking about how I was obsessed with Spider-Man as a kid, loved Spider-Man. And one thing that tipped me off to, to my love of Spider-Man was one of the issues in the seventies that they printed had this sort of breakdown of Spider-Man's powers and his web shooters. Mm -hmm. And it was this whole sort of like page or two page, like a two page spread which kind of had a drawing of them and and how they potentially worked and all this kind of stuff. And I was just so into it where I kept kind of thinking like, cause I mean, my mind was that way with Star Trek. I'm like, how do phasers work? How could you have that much power in a little tiny thing, you know? So it was all this kind of like scientific exploration that these characters, you know, sort of had, and this isn't sort of like, I don't know. It's like, Oh, I mean, I love Harry Potter books, but like Harry Potter, Hey, by the way, you're a wizard. Oh, okay, cool. Like, and now like he can do all this stuff. Right. And it's, you know, and he gets like sort of incrementally better, but he's, he's always the most powerful one right? just by default. And I go, Oh man, like, you know, fun, but like I like the idea that these characters have to work to become something.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: I think that's why everyone loves Batman because the guy's like, you know, breaking his back to become you know unback breakable even though he gets his back <laughs> right. broken well but he did bad break bad back, bad, uh, bad example yeah did anyways, so, but
0: um yeah uh, yeah but I, I i i totally agree like um and i think that's that's one of the and and i think like being able to bring some of those kind of concepts that any of us that are like you know deep enough into the into the you know medium like we're all very aware of that, and that's why, like, also a lot of times when I bring this idea up to like my comic friends, you know, they're like, "Oh, of course, yeah, w- we would love that," you know, like, um, right? To to just bring that those kind of like little details that are in there, but bring them to the surface and then really dig into it, um, and and have fun with it, you know. Like one of the things, like speaking of Batman, you know, like we're bringing in a former member of SEAL Team Six. Uh, to mm-hmm. come and talk, and I, I'm I'm still working on him, but I'm trying to get him to like do a talk on like how to train like Batman, because <laughs> member remember Team sure. Six is the closest thing to Batman that we have in the real world, you know, that's trained right. to absolute physical fitness, um, and mental fitness, you know, um, of course, but they works uh, well in a team, uh, which is a little different. Um,
1: not very Batman like,
0: old Bruce, um, but uh, but it, yeah, like I mean, I, I um. I, I, I just, I, I love that there's all these different lessons in there. And especially like you're talking about, like, the, uh, I love the, um, the comparison of Harry Potter. It just has his powers. And the, one of the first things I thought of was like, yeah, that's why like, you know, like, like the X-Men and stuff, like, yeah, they're born with their powers, but then they immediately go into like, but they have to be trained. Cause they don't know how the fuck to use these things and they could kill themselves right. or other people if they're not using them correctly. So that's yeah. why there has to be a school to train these kids, you know? So like, because there has Mm -hmm. to be struggle or it's not a relatable
1: character, you know, like, well, and you listen, the moral play is the ones who didn't go to the school become the bad guys. Yeah,
0: right. So like,
1: you know, you're, 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 you're flagrantly using your, your gifts, you know, for personal use, right. Um, or letting your emotions get away with you. And thus you become the bad guy in the process. I, it's a very sort of broad brush they're painting the 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 discussion with but the point being for a little you know 10 year old head reading the comic book you're like good and bad okay i got this yeah it's it's a tone
0: yeah totally but but i mean I, i think one of the it's it represents in in my mind it makes me think of like rites of passage right and why you know like up until our culture they've been a a cultural universal across the whole planet um very necessary but but and because one of the focuses of a rite of passage is to go out go through something very difficult discover your powers discover what you know get to know yourself how you handle this difficult situation discover what you have to offer and then you go back to your community and you use your your, your new discover, discovered gifts and powers to help your community. Like that's sure. the whole, it's designed to do that, so that we have functional, good members of our society that are ready to use their gifts in the in the way that only they can. You know, to better, our mm-hmm. to better all the lives of all of us together. You know, and it's like, yeah, and, and that's you know, it's Joseph Campbell heroes, you know, sure. hero's journey type well, of stuff. Like,
1: but it's even, I, mean, I think it's older than that. I think it's more parable based. I mean, I, yeah. I think you're looking at like, I think when done well, you know, comics are that parable. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's why you know the most famous thing you know, possibly in in comics is you know, the great power comes with great responsibility, misquote. Um, But the point, but the point being is, is that like, that's the thing that everyone can hear that and go, yeah, that makes sense. And then when you see the example of it, you go, well, yeah, it certainly makes sense. Right. And that's when it works the best. Like that's, you know, Pixar, all those kinds of like really great modern story delivery devices. And I, and I think, you know, we're lucky, you know, that, the medium exists in that in that fashion because it's a much quicker delivery mechanism, you know, than novel writing yeah. or, or not or reading a novel. I yeah. mean which, you know, my my I foolishly chose that. But mm-hmm. the point being, that's like you have to invest a lot into getting to get whatever the message is. And it yeah. leaves a lot more opportunity for you to interpret the message where the parable or the comic book or the Pixar movie really delivers it to you in a very succinct fashion.
0: Yeah, totally. Totally. Although, I mean, I think one of the, the great things and, and most unique things about like the, the comic book medium is that you, you get that message delivered uh, quickly and efficiently and repeatedly But then also Mm -hmm. you can keep making tweaks on how how that's living out in that character's life they're they're always facing new things that are gonna make a little you know and that's why you know obviously spider-man is one of my favorites too and like and that's why it is because like because he's constantly caught in this you know how am i doing it right am i you know using this you know this power responsibly and stuff um Mm -hmm. and of course which mirrors what we all go through every day like am I you know like for me it's like am I being the best father am I being the best husband am I being the best business runner show runner mm-hmm. whatever you know like um am I doing what I can what I, am I using my gifts to make this world a better place and I do think like that had a huge impact on me That that's what I was reading that over and over and over and over again, like Mm -hmm. all, all growing up and getting to, you know, getting to see my, my favorite heroes get into situations that it's not easy to figure out how to do that because that's fucking life. We all get in those situations, you know, it's like, I don't, sure. I want to be the best version of myself and I want to do the right thing. It's just, I don't know what that is right now, you know, um,
1: Or you're, you're presented with a situation where, which defies all of your sort of your, your ethic base. Like I, I've, I've, you know, I've talked to friends who had these businesses and they they would tell me how like they had to function to maintain their business. And me, I'm like, well, the first thing I would do is I would contact their supervisor, whoever you're dealing with, and I would inform them of what, what the shakedown make, you know, that's happening. Right. And they're like, y- you can't do that. Cause like the, you know, the, you, I, we would lose a contract. I'm like, by telling the truth, yeah, you know? Right, and right. like, and like, I'm like, Oh crap. Like I could not be in that business because I would sit there in that meeting and the person would say the thing and I'd go like, Okay, well, I gotta, I gotta go get my cape and go take care of this problem. Yeah. Versus like going, okay, well, I guess I gotta eat, and here's the solution. Yeah, you know, yeah,
0: yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. And there's a reason why, uh, you know, I've, I'm perpetually self-employed.
1: <laughs> right, like, same, like I same, don't, I don't totally. Fit into yeah.
0: any of these other things. I can only do it this way, and just kind of like, all okay, right, here's the problem. Let me swoop in and get and and take care of it. You know, oh, um, for sure, or or whatever. And you know, again, talking about like kind of my rebellious uh you know kind of uh, <laughs> right. street, going, yeah. oh, I don't like doing things the way it's the same thing was like I could have just thrown a normal comic-con and it probably would have done really well Asheville's a fucking awesome town it's a, mm-hmm. it's a you know a town that loves creativity and loves self-expression and all that kind of stuff and that's exactly what a yep. comic-con is and so it just fits in like a hand in a glove um, but I'm like, but I'm not going to do it just the same way that other people do it. I got to do it some weird other way. <laughs> you know? um, well, it, you know, I mean, yeah, different.
1: It's like, I mean, like, it's, it's like finding like, you know, it's like discovering paella and like to actually the, you know, the, the average human being across this country would be like, I don't want, what is that? I don't want that. And then like, it, but if you didn't know what you were eating and if you were just told, eat this, you know gun to head eat it right. you know and they're like well this is great I'm like yeah. okay it is great it is you know great. And, and like you need to like get people like to sit there with the fork and eat the thing yeah. and then to have them discover like oh it's okay it's okay that it's not the same sort of basic thing like that's all there yeah but there's much there's something else that you're going to experience
0: that might be a little more exciting to you yeah exactly well and, and i think that's one of the things that i mean and, and I'm trying to have like the dual purpose too is like by getting the academics in the room with these creators and 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 things like that both parties can you know so just talking about the actual the the actual you know special guests or whatever you want to refer to you know our comic book creators our scientists are are these people that were that were bringing in to share their knowledge with us but part of the idea is for them to influence each other too you know outside of their influence on us as attendees um to where like you know they can get inspired and and also like get a whole bunch of knowledgeable people and a whole bunch of creative people in one room together and talking about big right. ideas like we might actually come up with solutions to shit <laughs> you know like uh, okay knows? so this is
1: this is a, this is an interesting territory for me because like i mean you have an idea that you want to prosecute you know like okay here's my here's my here's my hypothesis and now i'm going to prosecute it in this in this in this you know this forum and like, I mean, and I'm, you know, me being an inveterate, you know, sort of problem solver for my, my livelihood, I go, okay, well, what, what are the, what are the variables? What are the yeah. things that are going to you know, that I have to overcome and, and deal? With it. It's like, because, because inherently, and historically, comic book creators are rel- relatively insular, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, yeah. it's an isolated process. You sit there, you come up with a story, you write a story, yeah. you send that story into your publisher, your publisher says, all right, great. And then we're sending this off to the, to the writer or the, to the artists. And right. it's very, it, it's not, it's not like you're all sitting in the same room going, wait a minute. What if, what if, what if? Yeah, exactly. Like, so what, what, like, how do you, I mean, cause like, I mean, I would say like, you'd have to figure a way to bridge that security blanket factor for the creative person who is a bit more prone to like, because, because, people in academia have to, they have to fight their ideas to the, to the finish line. Yeah. Right. Right. No one just goes like, yeah, that, that relativity thing sounds pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Great. All right. Yeah. yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. And they do. And, and they're just, the very nature of it does uh, involve a lot more, you know, I have to be bouncing my ideas off other people constantly because it, you know, and obviously, just knowing the way our brains work, and now all scientists do, like you have confirmation bias working against you at all times. So whatever mm-hmm. idea you think is a great idea, you're now ignoring anything that would, that would contradict that idea and only yep. focusing on the things that, that support it. Right. And it's like, that's not a good way to get anywhere. If you're trying to like discover a truth, uh, you basically, it's impossible to do it alone. Like you have to have right. somebody else to. To, bounce, to to say oh well here's what i'm seeing that you're not seeing you know mm-hmm. and and that's not just the truth in science though and that's part again part of the idea is like you, you can't you know because of confirmation bias we're all walking around with blinders on that's the way we are built yep. the only way to expand your vision out is to get someone else's perspective in you know, is to talk mm-hmm. to them and have them share their perspective now you're you've, you're seeing a little bit more now bring a third person. Now you're seeing more, you know, and the more you yep. can do it, you're never going to get to full vision though. Like that's just the nature of the beast. Not like you can advance w- like what you would naturally see by getting exposed to more and more and more and more perspectives and ideas and things like that. To come back to your question, um, about the creators and everything like that. And, and it, it has been, it has been, uh, difficult I'll be honest with you like uh yeah. some some of the people are, are were very hesitant um to the concept in in from the get go now and part of that is you know part of this i mean this so, as far as solution is some of those people just might not be a good fit for this year, especially because it's like, I don't know, man, no one's ever done this before. Like I, I don't want to be the <laughs> sure. first one to have to go and do this. I might look. Well, I don't want to, fa- I don't want to fail. Yeah. Right. You know, right. like I, right. Well, and that's, and I've gotten that from a few people. Like, I don't know anything about that science, whatever sure. thing. Like I'll look like an idiot. Like, no, 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 no. Like yeah. the, the scientist doesn't know anything about comic books. Like you both know about right. things that the other one doesn't. And you can share that information with, the, with each other. And like, mm-hmm. you know, like a podcast, you know, <laughs> like, um, you know, if you're, if you're purely, you, know, you have to bring in somebody who has some who knows something you don't know, you know, <laughs> like to, right. to create a, a, an interesting conversation, you know, like, and vice versa, usually.
1: Uh, well, oh, but so, uh, yeah. okay, go ahead, finish your thought, because it's making me so many ideas come. Okay, up.
0: well, so just to say, like, so part of that is like, just you know, having to wait and get the people that are ready for it, you know, it's because some people fucking jumped at it. And we're just like, this is awesome. (laughs) I love it. Like I'm in, you know, Uh, like Mark Russell was one of the first people I reached out to and jumped on immediately. Like, but it makes sense because his books are very philosophical and, uh, and, you know, so he always brings that deeper stuff up to the surface of his stories, Mm -hmm. even when they're very, you know, a lot of times, you know, the fucking Flintstones, you know, like it's a fun, silly thing, but he's making very interesting social commentary throughout that whole book, you know? Um, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's doing that. And then the idea in the long run is that eventually, you know, people, Oh, this is something that happens now. Um, and either I'm going to get over that my fear of doing that to to try it Mm -hmm. out because it's, it's a cool thing to do. Like, um, or I'm not a fit at that comic con fine. Sure. Right. right, right. Uh, yeah. That's
1: okay too. Well, I think so one thing that I've I've seen a million times over when it comes to people, creative people, is the you know, the the, the fear of the personal attack. Mm-hmm. You know, like my idea and I don't want my idea challenged. Yeah. There's a lot of that's a very natural kind of response to something. I can identify and, with
0: that.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think the I think a way to kind of secure you know, a position that, you know, protects everyone is that you just have a, you have a neutral subject. Mm-hmm. The subject isn't their work, you know? Yeah, so yeah. as long, you know, so if you're away from their work and you just say, let's talk about the ethics of Batman or right. whatever the thing is, then that's like, okay, we can get into this. Yeah, right. You know, the other way, which could be really fun would be more like, it would be like a game show kind of idea where you, the showrunner or somebody who's ever running setting the panels up comes up with subjects, right. and then they basically get an envelope and they got to open the envelope and then they've got to sort of like argue the point, you okay. know, like on on the discussion thing. So there's a safety sort of element where the two of them don't have any sort of personal vet you know, investment, Yeah, you know, yeah. and I'm going to pull what I know, I know what I know about story or what I know about subject X. Yeah, And then you kind of go at this one, you know, this one thing.
0: Damn, Alex, I love that idea. <laughs> like, um, I was, I was just about to write it down, but I'm also, but I'm dyslexic. So I can't write and listen at the same it's okay. time. This
1: is being recorded.
0: Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll come back to it. Um, you yeah. know, I, I love that, that idea. And then, it, you know, there's a few things that have like, had to had to move around because of this like honestly like Mm -hmm. it was i think i said but like it was more of an issue than i was foreseeing it being um right and and so some of it is you know some of it is really just like well sometimes we're just going to have this person give what i think will be an interesting talk and it's not in a panel format you know like so like and and so there are that are just some that are just more like small lectures or workshops or like you know we have professors and there's like just do a class on the biology of star wars which is actually that's happening you know um (laughs) like uh which i think would just be cool and fun and then and then some of the other ones is to have kind of the you know like have a subject that crosses over well into both worlds but like where it's you know it's leans more into one that, i don't know or like so so there's one that i'm putting together i haven't gotten the whole panel yet but like um but I, but i'm, I'm putting it together because i've been wanting to do this for forever and it's awesome um so it's like and i'll have to come up with a better title because this is too long but essentially it's like um uh oh now i'm blanking on it but it's like um so it's ben grimm bruce banner and the shadow self Okay. So I like, and so I have a a Jungian psychologist is going to come in, and you know, Jungian stuff is really about uh, a, a lot of it's about shadow work, meaning the dark side of your of your you know consciousness that you try to hide away from yourself, you try to put it away, mm. and in the, in the you know, in reference to Ben Grimm and, and Bruce Banner, it's the the monster, right? Like, so they both right. have a monster side of their psyche, and Ben yeah. Grimm has integrated his monster side into his psyche, you know, in a healthy way, he can use the monster when he needs the monster. But if he doesn't need it, it's there. They're not at war with each other. But he can go on. So you know, now he's married, he has a family, you know, like, you know, he can do, you know, live a normal life while using his monster when he needs it for good. Whereas Mm -hmm. his banner has always pushed his shadow side, his monster side away. He hates it. He wants to get rid of it. He wants, you know, like, right. And so it regularly comes and destroys his whole life. You know, some good happens yeah. too, but you know, never, he never gets to have a normal uh, life. Cause you know, the Hulk always comes and ruins everything. Um, well, I think what's
1: super interesting about that is that yes, but Ben Grimm didn't have a choice.
0: Yeah. Well, so I-
1: his, was made for him you are going to be this because a fair chunk of the ben Grimm, i don't know a verse is ben's desire to find a air quote cure for you right. know what he looks like and right. a fair amount of you know reed's drive and guilt is based off of well, i've got to find a cure yeah. for ben no, I, my I, best friend I, I made
0: this happen to him like yeah I right him here and, yeah.
1: So he had to find ways to integrate this, you know what I mean? Because he's, you know, he, he's like, ah, my, you know, my unlovable mug, you yep, know, like right. this is his yep. sort of attitude towards himself for so long, so much, and, you know, and the, you know, the sort of the beautiful symmetry of, you know, a blind woman falling in love for him, you know, yeah. in love oh with God, him. Love and this, it. it's, yeah. this it, it, it's this gorgeous thing. And then, you know, meanwhile, re, you know, you know, um, Bruce you know, has this thing happened to him and he, he's horrified, right. you know, it, it just as Ben's horrified, but it goes away. And then it's like, okay, well, I guess that's all over and done with. Yeah, right. And then, and no, you know, don't make me angry because you wouldn't like me when I'm yeah, angry. Right. I know it's not the same thing, but I'm just using that as an You got to, to I mean, come on, you got to say it. <laughs> and then, and then it keeps coming back, you know, and then when they have integrated it with, with him, mm-hmm. Various versions happen. Like I think the the Gray Hulk is not you know yeah. what well, isn't a very nice guy. Right. You know he's kind of yeah. I think from what I know like he's he's kind of a kind of a, a tough guy, not a
0: nice yeah. nice. He, he doesn't have like the, the well all their moral standings have, have been called into question at, at this point. Like Bruce Banner really isn't right. you know like um, but for a while it was like Bruce Banner is a pretty good dude. The Hulk's just a crazy yeah. baby that's super strong essentially. And then like, yeah. I remember in the at least in the nineties during that integration when they're like, we're integrating the gray Hulk, green Hulk and Bruce Banner. Mm -hmm. And so he stays the Hulk all the time. They kind of sold it as the gray Hulk is like all the things that he, um, uh, kind of held inside during his like adolescent college kind of thing. So he's, he's very like, you know, so he's just following all of his more base instincts. So he's, he's kind of a womanizer, you know, whereas Bruce was always too like, Oh no, I'm not going to, you know, like, um, and everything like uh yeah so it's an an interesting thing of like these different parts of his personality that he tried to push away and then they try to integrate and everything um but yeah i i mean i I just i I love that like i love yeah yeah where 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 the hulk and and the thing are having that because they there's a few times where they actually kind of have that discussion with each other like Mm -hmm. um and uh and i just love it Well, and, and like the cool thing about And and I love that. And this comes up again, a lot with, with Ben is that all he wants to do is go back to normal. But then of course there's Mm -hmm. been a bunch of times where he's gotten the opportunity and has to give it up to become the thing so that he can save the world or save, you know, the people he loves or whatever. Like there's a great one in there, like where he marries Alicia, that, that issue, like it's fucking awesome. I was like in tears the whole time, but like where he, like Reed made this thing, he got to be Ben Grimm for 24 hours. But then of course. Someone comes to try to kill him, um, yeah. and he has to become the thing to to save Alicia and stuff, and I think that it comes back background where she saves him, which is fucking brilliant and awesome, right um, but yeah, like it, it's but it, but it, and that ties in even more so to the, to that idea though. It's like, no, I can't get rid of this monster side. I need it, and so yeah. instead of hating it, I've got to accept that that this is part of me. And I actually mm-hmm. keep good with this part of me if used correctly, you know. Um, totally. Yeah.
1: Totally. Yeah. I mean, and it's, you know, I mean, it is really interesting. Uh, I, and I, you know, I don't think, you know, I don't think Stan or Jack had all that depth sort of front loaded. I think they, you know, they were able to see it, put it together. Yeah, this looks cool. A big Rocky. Tough guy, a stretchy guy, a fiery guy, and an invisible girl. Yeah. I love it. Let's make the comic. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right. You know, fantastic. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Um, And, like, I, you know, I feel that, like, the, I think what is the crux of comic book writing when it comes to, like, the the monthly, you know, Marvel DC stuff is that it's a job of, you know, comics anthropology and comics archaeology. You dig back. Yeah. Yeah, to mine and hunt for the things that you can write forward with. Right, right. And so you know, you got this stuff, and then someone looks at that. It could have been Stan or Jack or anybody beyond them. Going, hey, you know what we could do here? You know, like the poor, the poor Palooka. You know, has got this face. You know that only a mother could love. Let's have his mother not love his face. You know,
0: and then you, okay,
1: great. You know, and then off you go. Let's run with it. Well,
0: I think, and and I think this is an interesting point too and it goes back to like the you know com- you know comic books as modern mythology as you know archetypal stories that we're always going to come back to and that you know goes to the Jungian stuff the joseph campbell kind of kind of thing of like it, you know inherent in these characters are human stories and those are those are mm-hmm. built in for even so you know like you know, like you said like Jack and Stan probably didn't have you know those ideas, but they also had those archetypes in their brain like we all do. You know, and right, so right. they created it because they're humans creating human characters, and mm-hmm. then we can always mine you know the infinite different stories that are retold a thousand times, like um, that we all because that's the whole thing we all identify with, we all have that monster side. We all, we can identify with that. Yeah, man, I fucking blew up at my kids yesterday. You know, I know that right. I have that monster side, you know, like, sure. And how can I be, you know, appropriately integrating that, but not letting it loose like that, you know, like uh-huh. kind of thing. Um, and then we get to, and, and I love the, yeah, the idea of like the uh, kind of archeology uh, span of, of comics. And I love that. Like, I love it when they, harken back to some mm-hmm. old, and of course i don't think we've not even talked about this at heroes but like my favorite thing is when like so in like in the fantastic four modern fantastic four they'll do a flashback and they'll actually do jack kirby style art for the flashback and you know and everything yeah. like i just love it because <laughs> like, it just yeah, like, puts totally. that whole thing together but then adds depth to these characters you know in the present day by by using what's in the past and oh man it's just it's awesome and brilliant oh.
1: yeah no it's i mean i i mean that is really what because it's servicing it's serv, it's pay, it's paying attention and you know and homage to what you the fan reader love so it's acknowledging right. it's tipping the hat it's yeah. building upon totally. that you know, I think it's like, I, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm so unhip. I don't even really know what retcon means. Like, I know, I know what it means contextually, but I actually don't know what the derivation of the word is. Right. And, and I think, but I think that's what upsets the people so much, because what that does is it sort of kind of brushes away yeah. all of the things that people go like, wait a minute, if this, all this stuff was cool. Is, does it mean it wasn't cool? And I mean, yeah. well, yes, it, it's all still there, kids. You can go back and read all that, the comics, but, but it's not
0: part of the. It, Story. Right. Well, I mean, because right. I've said this a lot of times like I think Matt Manning and I were talking about this uh, at heroes of just like and th- that's one of the huge mistakes that I think DC has made again and again is by rebooting the whole universe.
1: Mm. All
0: that history is gone. Now. I mean, you know, c- not completely gone, but like I mean, for example, you know, during like New 52, they would flash back to when Dick Grayson was was Robin. And he had some cool ass Robin, you know, new Robin outfit, you know, because it's like, well, we restarted it. It's not that uh, like, no, it has to be the, yeah, the, the green yeah, yeah, fucking sure. underwear is that it has to yeah. be Robin in those underwear. Cause that, that touches me watching the 1960s, you know, Batman television show. And I was fucking well, obsessed with Robin, you know, and I right, dress up like it, Robin it and, and everything like.
1: But it ignores him being taking the name from Robin Hood.
0: Yeah, right. Like right.
1: the costuming is based off of the Errol Flynn Robin Hood yeah, movie. Yeah, so exactly. that's more, you know. So you can't like. So by getting rid of that, you might as well just give him a different name. Right. Because right. if it's not based off of the Robin Hood costuming from the Errol Flynn movie, well, then he's a different character, yeah. which is fine. Right. I don't care about that. But it, it's it's making a change with no sort of foundational, like, reason to it. Yeah. Other, other than, than that, it looks
0: it, cooler by modern well, day standards, right? Sure. Like, like, right.
1: Right. And then in 30 years, it's going to look uncool. Yeah. So it doesn't right, matter.
0: Right. Exactly. So yeah. just keep it, man. Like <laughs> Like, that. Like, <laughs> right. And not to mention, you're missing out on that. Connection that we're talking about of of the of the drawing out of the nostalgia in the reader that connects them to the past of the character and the present of the character and then the future of the character like right you don't want to lose that you know
1: if that was a clue if Robin's costume being different was a clue to a greater story element right yeah that like hey something's wrong here
0: right exactly then
1: I'm like cool great job
0: yeah a plus Right. right. Yeah, like, I mean that's even you know, better because you notice, like, wait a minute, like they're not addressing right. it in the dialogue, but this isn't right. It's not. He's not supposed to be that way. So then, so yeah,
1: yeah, not trying to. No, I'll see how unspoilerly unspoil- I can be here. But so last night, as you know, we we went to go see um across the Spider Verse. Yeah, I I for the second time, my wife for the yeah, first time, I saw it twice already. Yeah, and you know the movie ends on a big, huge cliff cliffhanger yeah. and this big exciting element, and it's right. great. And as we're leaving, she says like, oh, do you know when the big clue was that, you know, that this character was actually this character, you know, at the end. And I'm naming these elements that were earlier right. in the story. And she goes, no, it wasn't that. I'm like, okay, this is no, no, it wasn't that. I mean, that's a good one, but that wasn't it. And then she finally names something to do with a, a sneaker. Yeah. And yeah. I go, oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, like, oh, I'm like, oh, yeah, well, that's totally it. But the other elements are it as well. It yeah. just depends on how tied in you are with the thing yeah, like right you know it's like because you could also say the color of the big puffy jacket wasn't the same color yeah. like you could go i noticed that the, yeah. the, the clues are there super early and i'm like all right cool like it's very it's all very very smart yeah and, oh my god that just insane. but that yeah. value it, it, it's like you know it's being able to guess what the solution is before the solution is right revealed and not just having one opportunity and you and you missed it so you're dumb you know like this is a bunch of opportunities building towards something which is so great because everybody can get it at the time that they get it right and feel special
0: yeah totally totally so smart yeah what's funny so smart yeah yeah no absolutely like I um yeah, I, I like I again I, I like this since this is not a spoiler show then we can't get into mm. it too much cuz I won't be able
1: I mean we can I can make it a spoiler show just you know probably half the people be like I'm not listening then. Yeah, right um, right exactly.
0: Yeah. Um well what it just that made me think of something else just uh, uh, like kind of related but unrelated. Um and actually brings us back to Harry Potter and dyslexia and all sorts of stuff. So, um but it it made me think of that uh cuz that's that's one of the things that like so the you know the dyslexic brain like i said is kind of re- known for like being able to see connections that like maybe you know some of the people wouldn't see mm-hmm. um and making them like you know for me it was like well it's completely natural that i would see this comic book to science connection that seems obvious as shit to me like why has nobody you know kind of highlighted this before and really gone mm-hmm. with it and played with it i'm not to say no one's ever done that before that's ridiculous but i'm saying like right. in this in this kind of way um but uh but yeah, so I, I use this example, someone asked me not, not too long ago, like, well, tell me, like, how does that work, though? And I'm like, and you know, so one degree, it's like, well, it's like, if that's like asking a fish about water, you know, I, I don't know, it's just the way my brain works. Um, yeah. But one example that I gave, and it has to do with putting the pieces together and everything like that is, so my son, like I said, is also dyslexic. And so a few years ago, I was reading all the Harry Potters um to... To the boys, you know. So we'd read every night before bed and everything, and um, and we were on the sixth book. And I am gonna, I'm warning spoilers for Harry Potter. We can spoil Harry Potter. Or, Let's see it up. now. Then sorry, this actually happened the other day. I was telling somebody, they're like, "Well, I actually hadn't uh, seen it yet." I was like, "Well, then you weren't gonna see it if you haven't seen it yet." Um, yeah,
1: but, yeah, uh, no. yeah, but by still- the way, Darth Vader's Luke Skywalker's father. I'm just <laughs> no, ruining I mean, it right probably, now for everyone.
0: Sorry to break it to you. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so we're in the sixth book. So, like, the, the idea of Horcruxes has been, you know, brought out, but not totally developed yet. It's just like, okay, so we know that Voldemort has these, you know, he's put part of his soul in these different things, and we have to kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really all we've got at this point. And so I'm still still kind of in the middle of that book. But I finished for the night, close the book. All right, boys, good night, I love you. Um, and then my son, Sawyer, is like, hey, Dad, you know what would be crazy? I'm like, well, I don't know, what, buddy? He's like, what if what if Harry was a Horcrux because mm. Voldemort killed his mom. He was in the room when it happened. So his, you know, and his, his soul could have gotten bonded to, to Harry and then Harry would have to die in order for Voldemort to get killed. <laughs> you know, right. it was like, and of course at the moment I was like, huh, that'd be weird. Good night you yeah. know and then i was like holy shit <laughs> he figured it out you know? like, <laughs> wow so it's like that kind of thing like all the pieces were there you just had to connect them you know in the right way yeah so like, you figured out the big twist you know at the end of the book a book oh uh, that's
1: amazing yeah oh he he's going to be so thrilled when he when he gets to the end because he's going to remember that yeah. he yeah, he, yeah exa- he, oh he was yeah. he was yeah this
0: is you know years ago like, um, oh, okay. like oh i knew it i called it Yeah. Really? You know?
1: like, <laughs> right right like i no, dude, I, I didn't and,
0: want to give it away. I was so impressed.
1: That's
0: crazy. Yeah, and the thing is, is like
1: kids are really great at coming up with stuff, but they're not. They don't. They don't often hold on to to it so tightly. Yeah, right. So, like, threw the idea out there, went on. It wasn't there in in his head as you kept reading, going like, right. okay, let me find the other clues let to prove that I'm right. right. They're
0: just, yeah, right.
1: He, he's caught up in the moment in this story, and life goes on. And then at the time, the reveal. Holy moly. Yeah. I was
0: in. Yeah. 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 Here it is. That's great. But yeah. It, I it, love it. Yeah. It, it was, it was a really cool, um, cool thing. And and especially for, you know, like me, this dude fucking struggles and, and school like most dyslexics do, you know? like sure. Um, and so it's, it, you know, it's just a, a cool thing to see every once in a while. Like, yeah, I, you know, you're having a hard time in school, but you're smart as shit, dude. Like you're going to be fine, right. you know? Uh, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah and it's it's been it's been an interesting thing that whole journey with like learning that about him and then me and and it's another way that like comic books have like been such a service to me and my family is like because obviously we grew up a superhero family you know we're going to see all Mm. the movies i'm talking about it all the time you know my kids see me reading comics all the time they read comics and um so when my son, sorry, got the diagnosis, you know, we heard the diagnosis. Yeah. He has dyslexia and, and everything like that. So, you know, we brought, brought him in our room. Hey buddy. Okay. We're going to tell you. So we've kind of found out what's, what's going on. And so, and, but right. I was able to describe it in a way of like, so, but this is the way it works is like dyslexia is actually a superpower. It means your brain mm. can work in a way that other people's brains can't now, but you know, but, but as you know, all superheroes have a weakness. Now this has become a little bit so now it used to be a really big thing that everybody had to have their own weird weakness. Um, But, you know, I was like, you know, for instance, like Superman, his weakness is a green fucking rock that if he's in the same room with it, he dies. What a fucking stupid weakness to have, you know, (laughs) but it's something he has to know about. He has to learn, you know, learn how to deal with, and he has to make a plan Mm -hmm. for when he, when he encounters it, you know, like, and reading is going to be your weakness. That's going to be the thing that's going to give you a lot of, you know, a lot of struggle right. and everything like that. But if you learn how to appropriately use that weakness and work, you know, work around it when you need to use it when you need to, that's how you're going to be able to access the full breadth of your superpowers um, that are special to you, you know, like, and and it was such a way that because he had all the context, he's like, oh, Yeah. Okay, I get it. Sure. You know, like, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't a big like, you know, we've had other friends that like, well, our son's dislikes it, but we're not telling him. Like, why the fuck not? Sure, right. No, like, how,
1: uh, how old was he when you told him?
0: He was, I want to say he was around nine. You know. Okay. But that's, yeah, because yes, he was in third grade, so that maybe a little younger than that, eight or nine. Eight. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Um. Yeah. But it was also one of those things like he's fucking struggling all the time, at least being able to, you know, and, and I know there's like, there's positive and negatives to like labels and all that kind of stuff. But right. being able to know what the fuck is going on, sure, a lot, you know, like, especially yeah. the other option, like I had my whole life was you're stupid. <laughs> that's the right of what's going on, you know, like, versus. Look,
1: I mean, it's Yeah, and I, I would I would only assume that you know a child of this time in history is far more equipped socially to to say, "Oh, okay, this is a thing," because yeah, we all now have some sort of label for all the different sort of you know peculiarities that yeah. we as a wide ranging species you know have right, so right. it's not like, "Oh, okay, I guess I'm the only one, and this is horrible, you know yeah. like that is. Like it reminded me of like when I was in, I think it was sixth grade. They they tested us in sixth grade mm. for if you could get early placement into a foreign language class. Right. So if you're, I guess if your English skills were high enough, you could take a French or Spanish class yeah. Yeah. in seventh grade. And I remember when the, the, the results came back and they were like, there was a group of us. And we were like, Oh, did you get the thing? Did you get the thing? Right. And you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Gordon didn't. Mm -hmm. And dude, he flipped out. He absolutely flipped out, uh, you know, in the in the playground. And it was like one of these really scary moments. And we didn't, I'm sure we did did not behave very well. We were sixth graders. Um, But I think that like, he all he probably felt was like, I'm so outside of this situation. Right. I'm the fuck up. I'm dumb or whatever the thing was. Yeah. And, you know, the simplest solution to that is just start swinging, you know? Yeah, right, right. And um, totally um yeah. And it's, and I think like, you know, so I, and I, and I feel like even like, so it's a, it's an interesting fence where you can arm the person with the information, but what you need to also do is give them the, the access in schooling to the tools yeah. so it doesn't become a crutch of like, well, fuck it. I just have this. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, I don't you know, and everything. just co- yeah,
1: and coast to mediocrity or, or unhappiness or whatever the thing is, right. you know, right. you know, and which for you, you didn't even know. So you were just like, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, you know?
0: exactly. Yeah. Like, and, 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 you know, and, and, and this gets into a really complicated, interesting thing of, of like, you know, um, you Know because my wife and I have discussions, we'll call them discussions, fights is what other people <laughs> might call them, or sure. arguments. Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, just about like you know, because I said, Fuck school, I got to spend my brain power on a lot of other stuff, usually imagination. You know, so it was reading comic books, playing action figures, you know, like mm-hmm. going out and playing You know, I dress up like Indiana Jones or whatever and play in the yeah. woods, you know, stuff like that, and you know. Because I was like, I'm not bothering to do my homework. It's just right. like, per- pointless. So I'm going to go out and do <laughs> other things. Like, and I'm not going to bother paying attention in class. I'm going to have fascinating daydreams the whole time. Sure, because
1: like, a C, a C is what I can get if I work hard. Yeah, and a D is what I get if I just go in there and guess. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. So it's yeah. like, oh, oh, I it, get it. I get it. I'll tell yeah, you. I, I was yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know, so there's like, well, and, and like. It, it, just that idea of like how much we work around, the, uh, these things versus, and, and I'm not saying I, I stay on one side of the fence on this or, or, or the other, I'm kind of in between, but like, you know, versus allowing the struggle, uh, to be there. Like, you know, for instance, uh, you know, uh, Steven Spielberg is dyslexic mm-hmm. and, you know, like, one of his things is like, well, school, you know, like school and everything like that, but I'll, I can, I can do movies. That makes sense to me. And I right. like doing yeah. that. And that's what I enjoy. So he, that's what he put his time and effort into. And where the fuck would it be if he, had, if he, had, someone had said like, well, Hey, we're going to do all the stuff and we're going to tutor you after school and we're going to do all the things. And he didn't get to make his movies, you know, like, yeah, um,
1: right. Sure. So th-
0: there's, th- there's that interesting, you know, and just, and it goes into the whole idea of like the hero's journey and the, and rites of pastors and stuff like that. It's like, we're anti fragile beings. We get stronger through going through difficult yep. things, you know. And so the last thing you want to do is remove the struggle from someone's life. Cause that totally I mean, it, it, that that breeds like one, just like weakness, but not in a not in a oh what a what a baby kind of way, but in a like psychological weakness, meaning like more yeah. prone to anxiety, depression, you know, these things like That's that. Resilience you feels wrong. You know, like they're
1: yeah, talking about resilience. Yeah. The the inability to develop resilience. I yeah. I have a family member who is so so smart and talented. Like ridiculously high high, you know, marks in those in that arena, but at a young age this person was protected mm-hmm. at every level because of their because of their brain wiring they had problems and there's right. the protection stopped them from becoming resilient. Yeah. And didn't know how to traverse the adversity that they were facing.
0: Exactly.
1: So as an adult, they've struggled incredibly and far yeah. more than they should in relation to the, the 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 paper testing of how high the IQ is or how high their skill sets are in certain creative aspects like I said off the charts. Right. But can't can't make it through the basics things because of these other things and it's only due to this this lack of resilience being right sort of baked in
0: yeah and well it just and which is all just like you know parents and other you know providers guardians or or whatnot like allowing the kid to struggle you know like yeah i know that's not hard you still gotta do it you know and i'm not gonna come and do it for you i'm not gonna pull you up,
1: up and you know, take like across the highway because the the, yeah. the 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 odds are really low that it's going to make it across yeah right that's ruining a turtle's <laughs> life it's saving a turtle's yeah, exactly,
0: life exactly exactly
1: but you know feeding you know it's like you know you can't like feed a wild animal because then they'll lose the ability to do the thing that they need to do to live yeah
0: exactly exactly yeah. like um yeah it, and and again that's that's something that that comic books tell us again and again and again, these people yeah. are heroes because they went through something, you know, you, it, you know, usually one big event, which we actually, you know, talked about a lot in uh, across the spider verse, but like, um, but you know, like, and usually a traumatic event, like, mm-hmm. and, and everything. And then they have to re re go through, you know, have to overcome struggles again and again, and again. And that's another reason why a Spider-Man is the fucking best because that's his whole mo. All the worst stuff happens to Peter Parker. Like everything goes right. to shit all the time. People are getting killed. All you know, he can't be close to anybody or else they get hurt and everything right. like that. But he keeps having. But but that's also why, like in the you know Spider Verse, like our Spider Man and and there's some like people that come from the future and they're like, oh no, Spider Man's known as the greatest hero there ever was For because sure. he keeps being becoming more and more resilient, stronger better through all of his struggles right and and i I feel like that's a message that really like and and like that i like needs to get brought to the surface you know like people like because i feel like these days and, and raising kids right now and stuff like that like it's an issue that we're you know running into of like you know parents you know covering for their kid you know like yeah moms are calling college professors to argue kids grades these days, you know, like I, listen, I, I
1: 20, Jesus, 24, 24 years ago, maybe 25. I was teaching in, a, in an ad school. Yeah. And I had a student who, I, you know, I, I think in retrospect had a significant drinking issue uh-huh. and, but did not do the work, just wouldn't do the work. Just came in the class, ha ha ha, laughed, joke, whatever, never produced a thing. Right. Talk to the student repeatedly. I ended up giving that student an F. Yeah. The parent of that student who was 25 years old, not a child. This right. is, a, this is, you know, arguably an adult. Yeah. Called the school and complained because of this grade. Then I was called into the, to the, to the administration's office saying, Hey, we're not going to tell you to change the grade, but is there anything you can do? <laughs> but, yeah, I was like, okay, and well, I said, well, I'm like, I don't care. Like, I know what the grade is, and that's what it's. You know, and if you guys want it to be a different grade, and you, if you want to placate somebody, that's fine. This person's never going to go anywhere if they, if if this right. is the, the, the thing that happens to them, exactly. Um, you know, and these are things Listen, we I mean, listen, I almost got kicked out of art school because I came up with a great idea, which is the stupidest idea in the world. And I started executing this greatest idea in the world. And then the security guy walked into the room as I'm executing this idea and said, just looked at me and went ID. And that was it, you know, took my school ID. And that was it. And I had to fight for my Self to stay in, you know, to stay in that school. I never told my parents. Yeah. Right. Never told them what. I took care of the whole thing myself. Yeah. I paid the fee myself.
0: And, and you know, and and the I, next I, time I, when shit goes down, you're like, oh, I've been here before. I know how to handle it. sure. It's going to suck. I wish I hadn't done this again, but yeah. here we are. I can handle it. You know?
1: right. But I certainly did. Oh, the, the, the ultimate irony was that the discussion about the project was happening. I thought I was going to be protected by the teacher. Because the way the teacher kept saying, like, oh, I, I fight for my students. Oh, okay, cool. The second the guy walked in, the teacher just kind of shrugged his shoulders and that was it. And I was like, I'm like, oh, okay, like that another lesson learned. And was sitting in the class like the next week, and or maybe it was the same, it was the same day. And everyone was presenting their ideas and this girl in the class who just drove everyone nuts because she was so like, I, you know, I've got all these great ideas, you know. Right, yeah. And we're like, oh, whatever. <laughs> and she stops like somebody talking in the class who's presenting and she goes, I just want to point out if if you look at this wall here and these holes in the wall. They sort of spell this word holes. You know, I got H O and part of L out before the guy came in. I was punching the word holes into into drywall into the wall. And um and the whole clash just like groaned and then just cut her apart because right. they all knew the actual story. Yeah. And yeah. uh and I was just shame shamefaced and embarrassed and sad and you know, pissed and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But that's how our system, you know, our system encounters, you know, things like that. And this goes for animals. It goes, for, you know, for yep. everything. And it adapts. That, that's what we yeah. do, you know, like, but if you remove, it, you know, those struggles and things like that, like, you know, it's like they say about like helping a bird out of its egg, you know, like, well, it'll never live because it has to. That's how it, it originally starts strengthening its muscles and stuff like that by yeah. fighting its way out. Like, um, and but that, that we've like completely ignored the science of that, uh, these days mm-hmm. and think like, well, no, I want my kid to be confident. So I'm going to give him a trophy for everything. Even when he fucking sucks, I'm going to like, you know, make sure that he gets good grades, even when he's not doing the work to get good grades, right? Like, and stuff like that. I was like, no, he's not going to be confident at all. Cause he's never accomplished anything for real in his life or failed on his own. You know, right. like that, there's you get stronger through failure i think that's one of the things yeah like actually, sure oh that's the worst thing that could happen no <laughs>
1: like no it's the best listen i, I the, the, it's it's the same i say i mean i say it all the time you never learn from from winning in success yeah like right. you learn from failure yeah like you can you can be successful and you can go back and you can look and go Okay, I think this, 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 and this were the keys to this being a success. Right. But the key phrase of that is, I think. Yeah. Right. You have no way to quantify that. Right. When you fail, you can absolutely point at the yeah. moment when you go, <laughs> like, Yeah, that the that's fuck the fuck moment else. when it all
0: went tits up. Yeah. And that's yeah. it.
1: You know, so you just go, Okay. No, like, exactly. You know. I
0: mean, you're, you're speaking my language because I'm like, you know, I'm in a first year event. <laughs> so it's like, sure. Those things were like, one, I know I'm making mistakes daily that like after mm. the event, I'll be like, oh, why did I do that? And I mean, of course, there's already, <laughs> you know, I've been at this for over a year, put, you know, putting everything together and there's multiple things that just like, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done this. I wasted a shit ton of money doing that. I, you know, like right. it's just a running list, but it's like, mm-hmm. that's, what's going to make the event better next year is, you know, because like I'll learn from the mistakes that I did make and, you know, and, and know like, all right, this worked out well. Keep that. Mm -hmm. This worked out well. Keep that. This did not go well. Either tweak it or get rid of it. You know, like, and and so you find you did by trials and tribulations. You know, and
1: you won't know even the things that worked well if they worked well or if you got lucky.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. And then you
1: run it the second time and it fails and you go, Oh, oh, of course we should have had this in there and that would have worked. Yeah, exactly.
0: That highlight, the thing that like, Oh, that would fuck up. I thought this was, you know, whatever, but that was just pure chance that made that happen. Uh, And this is actually real stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, what are the, so let's, let's just kind of tuck back into the, into the show for a sec. Like how long ago did the idea hit you? And when did you sort of like bridge the gap to, thinking about it and doing it what did you do
0: so i had the idea like probably a year year and a half ago maybe maybe a okay. little bit more than that um what what you know so i had the twinkling of the idea probably earlier than that like when i first moved to Asheville. this was five years ago or more somewhere around there um And I got around to all the comic shops. One, I'd like a Google search. I'm like, how the fuck does a small town like this have this many comic shops, Uh period? And then I got around to them. It's like, oh, these are great shops. You know, like Mm -hmm. growing up in Nashville, which is a significantly bigger city, we only had one consistent comic shop that like uh, was The Great Escape. And it was Comic and Record Store. And like, you know, there would be other ones that would pop up for a second, but they'd go out of business like pretty much right away. And they are little shitholes, like, um, whereas, you know, the ones here are nice, <laughs> you know, like they're mm-hmm. aesthetically pleasing, They, you know, like they're, they're cool yep. places. Um, so that was the first, like, I was like, but we don't have like a big Comic-Con, like here, downtown Asheville, like, you know, we right. have the WNC Comic-Con, which is great. Nothing wrong with that. I go every time, like, um, mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. But one of the things that was just very apparent to me is like, the, and I hit on this earlier, but like the culture in Asheville is just perfect, you know, ties right in to the Comic Con culture as far as just being open, accepting, loving self-expression, you know, like whatever, mm-hmm. however you want to express yourself, great. And we're gonna pat you on the back for it. You know, like that's awesome. Yeah. Um, much like you see at Comic Cons and, and cosplay and, and all right. that kind of stuff. Like, whatever your thing, man, cool. I don't have to necessarily be that into whatever character that is but you are and that's awesome you know (laughs) um and so so i was like well then we need we need one here in the city you know like that um and and that like because because don't just come to the comic-con you know get all dressed up come to the comic-con and then go to your hotel or go home go out we're right in the middle of a very walkable beautiful town with lots of cool shit to do like and it's a town that will think it's cool as shit that you're dressed as Batman or you know <laughs> Wolverine or whoever it is, like, um, and they'll be like, "Awesome! I love that Batman just walked into this bar, and I had no idea what was going on." You know, <laughs> like, sure, um, totally. So, because th- that's one of the things, like, I, that's where I want to get, and and one of the reasons why we're like working with a lot of our different sponsors and other local organizations to to host like satellite events around town to get people to do that. Because like I want it to be like a one day you know like where it's just people in costume walking all over Asheville and it's just kind mm-hmm. of a, a big spectacle for people whether they come to the con or not it's like oh you got to be in Asheville during Comic Con it's just crazy man like you just sit in the yeah. bar and you right 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 people, you know um totally or whatever so that um that was a big thing and then like and then you know we went to a few of the other cons around like with my whole family and um i remember going into one of them and like which was a great con like don't again don't get me wrong these are they're all good like um but like when we left my wife was like man can you believe how many people were in there they're so it's like so popular i had no idea like for you Mm -hmm. know what a relatively small con this all was packed um i was like yeah i know and she's like and you know, you could do this better, right? <laughs> like, because I've thrown, you know, I've worked in event production. Sure. She's been right, to right, a lot right. of my events before. Um, and then, and especially from being, you know, going to, from, she's gone to a lot of events and she knows me. So I talk about the events. And so, you know, when you, when you've done the events, you can walk in immediately and be like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Oh no, that's not the way you want to do it. Oh, you want to do this better. Oh, that's interesting. I like that idea. You know, like, so you're constantly mm-hmm. evaluating all the choices of how, what they did to, to make the event. So she has a bit of an eye for that kind of thing. It's like, well, you could do this, but you know, this and this and this, because I know you know how to do that. Um, and that was really when I was like, huh, yeah, you might be right about yeah. it. You know, like, because yeah. there's not one downtown, that's where it should be. And, yep. you know, and I can bring something different to it um, because I'm, you know, I'm throwing Comic-Con as an event producer, you know, mm-hmm. as my main background, not necessarily like a comic shop owner or, uh, you know, right. or, or whatever, which again, you know, I can, you know, Shelton's a comic shop owner and Heroes is one of my favorite cons in the in the country. It's, so, you know, I'm not, the wrong best. with not, yeah. <laughs> you know, like,
1: yeah, no, um, no, no, no. Yeah. They got the sauce down pretty well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, totally. But, um, but yeah. And then, and then, you know, then it was just kind of like, you know, one of the first things was like, all right, well, what are we going to do different? You know, cause again, like mm-hmm. you have to differentiate yourself from other things and everything like that. And, um, and then kind of started getting this idea of like, Oh well, yeah, I mean, I I love all this stuff. And that kind of came from comics. Like, and I'm a geek about science and stuff and sci-fi and comics. Like I would imagine a lot of other people are too. Like, so maybe we'll just bring that, that all in and make it part of the, like part of the, the identity of this con is that there's, you know, right. all this going on. And honestly, like the beer city calling it beer city one, one it's fun branding. It just makes for a lot of fun. Um, but too like my background in event production was mainly in craft beer like i worked for you know throwing beer festivals basically for a long time and so part of it's just like it's a comfort zone for me <laughs> you know like sure. having and it, you know it's not a beer festival it's a you know it's just you can buy a beer at the at the event from some of our local mm-hmm. breweries and everything like that and i i you know i am very still connected to that community and i want to support them and and everything like that too so that's part of it um but yeah. And then, and then, you know, the first step was going around to the comic shops in town and just kind of pitching them on the idea and saying, what do you think of this? Do you think that's a right. good idea? Do you think it would work? Would you be interested in getting involved if I was to do this? You know, like, mm-hmm. can I count on you for advice and help if, if, you know, if I do this, like, um, and of course, like Allison and Morgan and Scott and the guys at Pastimes and like, you know, we're all super supportive, just obviously yeah. great, people and um
1: they're great shops yeah they're, they're great shops and they're all very different yeah yeah which is kind of cool like they're really? not like i mean unfortunately we lost one comic shop um from the pandemic it was a it was a comic shop slash gaming shop and they it, it was and it was big and that's probably one of the reasons they uh they yeah. couldn't sustain themselves they right. had just large footprint but yeah it was cool they had a huge gaming section and they had a decent comic book, you know, section as well. And 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 at this point, I'm like, we have five comic shops in this right. town. Like, yeah. this is ridiculous, and it, oh, it's nuts. Yeah. And then, like, arguably, we had two gaming shops. And when I say gaming, I mean role playing tabletop gaming, not right. yeah, 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 no, not video games. video games. Yeah, and. you know it just it punches so far above its weight in every respect i guess in both concepts yeah it punches above its weight in comic books and in beer yeah so i guess it's a great name
0: yeah well thanks i i I think so um (laughs) but uh yeah i mean and and so like talk to the comic shops they're kind of in and supportive and then it was like all right well i'm gonna do this then um Mm -hmm. and then you know. Then it was, I had, you know, start startup LLC, do all, you know, do all the things, find a marketing company. And, and there's a lot of things that like were really important to me from the get-go is like, I need to, another way of distinguishing this con from others is that we have to show from the get-go that we're doing things like legit and well, well-built, well-designed, all that stuff. Cause there are, you know, everybody and their grandma's throwing comic cons these days. And there are a lot of them that are, crap you know um yeah and, and and so it was like well and the people are going to assume we're one of those until we prove them wrong right right and so that's why like one of the first things i did was like find a good marketing company you know work with them on creating our our logo which you know would just happened that Kud, kudzu brands is our marketing company here you know asheville based company awesome like And basically I told him, well, I want it to be a female character. I want it to be, you know, I want somebody that it can be a mascot and a, and a logo so we can really play with it in our branding and, and all that sort of thing. And Hannah Flowers, uh, is a woman who works there who's also an artist and does like comic style art. And like, and she's not even working as a designer there, but like, but because it was right in her wheelhouse, they handed it to her. And like the Mm -hmm. first, you know, one that got back to me, I was like, oh my god You like blew this out of the water like you know this is way better than even what i had imagined it being um so just nailed it on that front um in my opinion i mean i'm obviously biased but uh <laughs> you know and then and then work with them like all right we have to you know create our branding create you know and like even like you've seen like one well, like my business cards are like really nice and fancy you know? mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah like, Every you know, every time I have an interaction with somebody, I want them to be like, "Oh, I was not expecting this level of you know, whatever s- style." <laughs> I don't know, like. Um, uh,
1: well, I think it's. I think. The, I think the maybe the word is sophistication. yeah. And, in, yeah, yeah, and, and I'm know. not saying sophisticated in the vest and tie version of 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 you which i get to look at here but (laughs) i I think it's a sophistication in having everything sort of organized and put together yeah
0: yeah yeah totally um and yeah and then it's you know just yeah i've been putting all the pieces together building my team and everything and um that's been a process that like uh but we've got great people like i said you know pulling some people from contacts at, at heroes and um We have some people from Atlanta, from like Momo Con, and like you know, just Jason Keith, who's a who's a colorist for for Marvel, like um, and has been for a long time. is a friend of mine. He's like he's on the team. We're actually he he started uh, Cosplay World, so he does he does like a a cosplay convention basically. But we're integrating Cosplay World into um, into Beer City Comic Con, so they'll be running the, the the cosplay contests and. And, and all that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, and that's the cool thing, just like making fun partnerships. Like, so we've also partnered with um, Matt over at Assembly Required. I don't know if you've been to that. It's like a designer toy expo. Yeah, I know what you're
1: talking about. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah. So it's all people that create their own action figures and and, and things mm-hmm. like that. It's like really, really cool. So we're actually going to have one, like a smaller version of that inside of um,
1: Beers. Microcons. Yeah. So you're having micro cons within it, which yeah. is good for the microbrewery. There you connection. go. Yeah,
0: exactly. Good time. <laughs> um, yeah. But, and, you know, and just putting those pieces together and, you know, of course, the, the biggest struggle I will say for me is that I have a really hard time saying no to a good idea. <laughs> you know, like.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, and, and that goes, that circles back to the making mistakes. Yeah, you know, right. you're going to like, even, even if it's a good idea, it just may be too much of a good idea. Exactly. And, you know, it's like, like, I, I don't know if you were ever a fan of Blondie, the cartoon and the Dagwood sandwich. I was obsessed with the Dagwood sandwich as a kid. And I would, you know, I'm sure much to my family's chagrin, try to make one, you know, by taking everything out of yeah. the fridge and making a sandwich. Right? They were never that good. They looked great in the cartoon strip, but they yeah, weren't that yeah. good in reality. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, it's definitely like that. But I mean, but at the same time, we, I think we've built a good lineup of a lot of interesting, unique, you know, aspects. And we have some like really cool speakers, you know, like, um, and, you know, like for, even from our, like our comic creators, like, you know, one of the things I was looking for were people that, you know, created great work, obviously, and are a draw. We need to get people to the con and everything like that. Right. But also people that would have interesting things to say, you know, like, so that's yeah. about, like, I've mentioned like Mark Miller and like, like Chuck Brown who I actually met at heroes told him about he's the great. event and he was like, I want to be a part of this. Uh,
1: and I was like, yeah, yeah. great. No, Chuck's Great. I can't get him on the podcast, but I love Chuck. I'll see what I can do. And, uh- <laughs> no, no, no. It's a, it's a, it's not, it, it, it's not that it, and it goes back to what we were talking, we were talking about with the, with the people on the panels. Yeah. It, it, it's, he is so afraid of talking, you know, on the mic and just leaving it sort of like, he's afraid of not having the right thing to say.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Right. and, the two of us will stand at a show or in this case sit at a show and we will have, you know, half hour chat yeah. at his table Yeah. and have a great time. And then I'll look at him and he'll go like, mm, you know, like, cause, cause I know he knows that I'm, I'm saying, so you think you would want to talk with me on, yeah, on the right, mic? And he right. got, you know? So it, it's just one of these things where people, and I'm like, I just I keep saying, it. I'm like, dude, just eventually you're going to you're going to ask me like we're going to be so comfy cozy you're going to ask yeah but
0: yeah well we'll we'll see because i'm i'm going to try to push him out of his comfort zone uh for for your city and have him give some you know do some talks and uh, and stuff like that because like again like he's a fucking smart guy and like and and he's you know like what he's doing like with bitterroot and everything like that like just like of creating a fun engaging you know story mm-hmm. with an underlying, you know, but not that not so far underlying that you're not seeing it. You know, like it's right. there yeah. of, of 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 a bigger message that's a commentary sure. on society and on what's and very prevalent to right now. Like um and and so like those are the kind of people like, yeah, that's the kind of talks we wanna we want to have, you know? Um yeah. And yeah, but and and like, you know, and we have like I have people like uh, chief Richard Sneed, who's the 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 like head chief of the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians. Like he's coming to speak at our, you know, our Beer City Con X event, which is happening Friday, you know, Friday the 29th. And then like the full con happens Saturday and Sunday. But the Friday Con X is like it's like a Comic Con meets TEDx. So it's like speaker, mm-hmm. you know, we'll have comic book creator speakers and other speakers talking about different, you know, subjects that, again, kind of inter interweave into geekdom but also like relevant Mm -hmm. issues and sciences and um and things like that um but yeah just have like so again like the whole like in order to see to widen our vision we have to have as many perspectives you know brought to us as we possibly can you know and that and that's kind of the idea it's like let's just like bring in everybody that kind of ties in somehow you know like But it'll expand what we're used to and make us see things a little bit differently and everything. Um, and it's so fucking fun. <laughs> like, uh, because I get to go and, you know, essentially interview all these people to just, you know, I, I'm kind of pitching them on the idea, but then I get to just right. talk and geek out with them. And it's awesome. You know, like I went to Dr. Pat Fu is a neuroscientist at UNCA and like, it was supposed to be like a 20 minute meeting or something. We ended up hanging out for like an hour and a half and he brought out all these brains and I got to like hold this, you know, human brain in a jar and like <laughs> all this stuff. And just, and we're both like, just like, look, like, what? Oh my God. Like, you know, just like getting all, you know, we're just geeking out together. And it's yeah. so much fun. Like, um,
1: yeah. Well, you know. I mean, people love talking about the subject that they have committed themselves to. So, you you know, I mean, it's the, it's the secret superpower of writers is to access the expertise of the people who they are writing about. So if you're like, oh, I got this guy, he does this, you go talk to the people who do that, they will tell you everything. And then you can then bring that knowledge into the story to lend the credibility and validity and, you know, and grounding that it needs to be Amazing. So I think it's great.
0: That that, that makes a lot of sense to me, because I feel like that's kind of like, you know, I'm not an expert in anything. Like, I'm not a very smart guy. Like, but I but I like I'm just smart enough to to be. And well, I'm just curious enough, I think is more thing. And so like, I'm curious enough that I've like gotten a little bit into a lot of different things. So then I so like, so when I go and talk to these people, I know just enough to ask good questions that keeps the conversation going. And, and like you said, them excited, like, Oh, I didn't know you would know to ask that question. Yes. That is exactly what that research said. And, you know, or whatever. Um, but the thing is, I'm not a writer. So like, I, I, I can't write about it. I can just get them into the room and then have them share their ideas. Like That's, sure. that's what I'm doing. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I think going back to the early metaphor of paella <clears throat> and since you're offering this, different version of what people may be familiar with. Yeah. I would front load chicken as the c- ingredient that people will go like, Oh, it has chicken in there. Yeah. I love right. chicken. Right. And like, and it's, it, you were never going to have chicken as good as the chicken that you can have in this paella. People go like, I love chicken. Yeah. Now nah, I'm going to, and then, and they, end up loving paella and that's the that's the secret trick. You totally. know, don't tell them that there's seafood in there.
0: Don't <laughs> right, tell them. Right. You know, don't tell all them the there's olives in there. there. I yeah. thought you were about yeah, to then. invite me for for a date out at uh, salsas um, <laughs> with the
1: whole. No, uh, the pa- the paella pan sits in the kitchen, and my wife every year or so just looks at me, and be like, when. When do I get the pie again? Like, I love making it, but it is quite the ordeal. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It is. Sure. It's an, it's an affair. Um, (laughs) Right. All right. So September
0: 29th is 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 con X, right? Yes. But then we have, like we have some other satellite events, lots of cool stuff going on. So I do recommend people like come in town early where we have some fun, fun stuff Mm -hmm. going on. Um, And then, so Friday is, is the con X event. And then Saturday and Sunday, Saturday September thirtieth, Sunday um, October first, is like the full con with all the all the fun, interesting panels. Yes, some traditional panels that you would see at any comic con to give you the chicken, um, but then also some that are going to be very unique to this to this event. And then um, and then we have a couple other cool partnerships that we're doing with other, like so on Sunday October first. At the end of the con, we've partnered with the Asheville Symphony Orchestra to do a Star Wars concert. Um, it actually just got moved. It was supposed to be a Thomas Wolf auditorium, which is connected to Harris, which is where the um, Comic-Con is. But yeah. Thomas Wolf is shut down. I don't know if you read that article. Um, oh, no. It's closed for a while. They have like repairs that have to get done, um, which... This just, I found out this out this week, so it shifted a lot of things for us. Um, mm-hmm. but it's so now the, the 70s happening at, uh, Salvage Station, which, and then they're okay. going to run buses sure. from the con, uh, to Salvage Station, which isn't very far anyways. Um, it's right down the hill. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I think that's going to be like super awesome. And, um, and then yeah, I, have, I have a few other things kind of like that are still, processing on some other fun like events yeah. that will be going on around town and
1: but, there's a skate there's a skate park right across the highway that's true
0: that's true just hop over Maybe there You can do
1: some sort of skate skateboard thing i, I don't I, know
0: I, I love it like and have like people in spider-man costumes and stuff like uh oh yeah really totally crazy, you know, spider-man i mean uh, like
1: demo skateboard. like get get some good skaters in in outfits and have some sort of some demo yeah that would be kind of fun
0: <laughs> i yeah. love it although i will say I, that's I, one I, of those another one of those good ideas maybe next year, uh, (laughs) toss it onto the pile of good ideas. Yeah, Exactly. exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, you know, when you and I first spoke a few months ago, like it it was, it was so funny. It was Matt Manning who had mentioned the show on our, on a Twitter group that we're in and the whole group just blew up because it's, basically you know a bunch of drunken comic book creators right, who yeah. are just constantly taking pictures of their drinks <laughs> and and they're all like i want to go i want I, like they, it, because they were just like immediately like they they want to come to Asheville. they want to drink beer they yeah. want to talk comics yeah like that yeah. was like win 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 like that's why people go to heroes yeah they want to hang out with their friends and talk comic oh, nice. books
0: yeah yeah
1: now you could do that and have like really good beer and yeah, have
0: a beer in your hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Uh, and yeah. And like I said, you know, and these are two like passion loves of mine, you know, like, I, you know, cause this is like, well, you can't see it, but I'm in my office, but then I have like, you know, floor to ceiling shelves of comics on the other side, <laughs> floor to ceiling uh, shelves of records. And then I have like a recliner in the middle so, and that's like, my, my thing is like, put a record on, sit in my recliner, get a comic book out and drink a beer, you know, <laughs> like, and it's just like, and now I'm in heaven. Like, I'm just, I've got everything yeah. I need right here. Uh, I, I just love sounds it. Sounds great to me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: No, it, it's, it, it's cool. And it's, as a resident of Asheville, I am super excited to have a show back in town. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's the best, and the hardest part is me choosing which friend who's going to be coming up to offer to stay at my house for the weekend. <laughs>
0: there you go. Yeah, yeah. That's well, I, the hardest. I, yeah, like my whole family's up, and I have a huge family. Uh, yeah, so I was like well, <laughs> Wait,
1: I mean, huge because you're six seven huge or just <laughs> Both, large. Numbers. Actually, yeah. Wow, so I have
0: like four brothers and sisters, um and like four cousins that are really close and more like brothers and sisters to us than anything and yes we're all like over six feet um i'm the tallest so i do i do get to carry that but um nice but uh yeah but and then of course all of us have kids and stuff now so it's like (laughs) luckily my wife tara was like uh nice enough to be like maybe it's not a good idea for everybody to stay at our house. Cause I think Johnny's <laughs> probably pretty pooped when he gets home and like, not want to hang out with everybody and just go to bed.
1: <laughs> like Hero. She gets a hero award oh for that. God. That yeah. is, she, uh, I mean, that's massive. She
0: knows me well and takes very good care of me. And yeah. Uh, especially yeah. during this time, you know, obviously it's very, very stressful and everything. She's just like been so supportive and awesome about the whole process and, and you know, when I'm just like, what the fuck did I do? I go, oh my god! So I'm just so stressed <laughs> out, and I feel so overwhelmed, and all that kind of stuff. And she's like, "It's a good thing you're doing an awesome thing, I, you know, and I'm proud of you, and we're doing this. Like you got it." Yep. <laughs> so she's it,
1: the best. <laughs> it's yeah, I man. Like anybody who makes anything knows you, it's the it, it, when you're in the middle of it, it can be the worst, oh, yeah. and it can be horrifying and terrible. But it's gonna get. It's gonna happen. Yeah, gonna you're gonna get through it. And going to learn even my if it doesn't look easier, yeah, and it doesn't, yeah, yeah, even if it's not there for your expectations, it's still going to be. And the thing is, it's always going to be better for everyone else than you. It always yeah, right. is that way, right? Right?
0: right. Yeah. Well, even it's that, it's interesting because, like, you know, again, luckily for me, you know, I have thrown thousands of events at this point, so like, mm-hmm. I know, like, yeah, you know, I tell myself every day, like, it's first year, first yep. year is the worst. First year is mm-hmm. nothing but hard work and stress and everything like that. It's not going to be like this next year. Next year, it'll right. be, you know, like you'll be making tweaks and adjustments and stuff like that. That's a lot different than building something from scratch, ground up, you know, like, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm and it's looking work. forward to that.
1: <laughs> it's work. Yeah. Work is always something to do. So yeah. it's fine. Yeah, exactly. um, I'll have all the, the stuff will be in the description so cool. people can scroll below and they can Go To the website links and the social media links so they can stay up to date yes, with everything, yeah, with the Beer City Comic Con or comic convention, depending on whatever it ends up being. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it's good. I, I mean, it's gonna be great, and uh, yeah, I, I just, I mean, it, and and listen, I'm happy because I seem to have made a new friend out of the whole deal. Yeah, absolutely, so, man. Good.
0: I, I, again, I listened to your last podcast, mm. I heard the big discussion about whether Alex is going to table or not. Are you gonna, yeah, I've got. I'm holding one for you. Like, but I'm okay. I, I, it's up to you,
1: of course. I, I would, I would definitely. I, and I, I, said, I'm talked to my wife, and she thinks it's a good idea. So I think I will definitely have to have a table at the show. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Great. So great, good. And then I'll have to. I'll have to. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the deal. Okay. Done. You heard it here first. Well, that's the thing. Here's um, the thing,
0: though. We can, we can, we can strategize. Maybe that's how we yeah. get Chuck to do your podcast. You do a live one from the,
1: from mm. the uh, ambush.
0: Or not live, but, you know, live recording from the...
1: I'm going to ambush him.
0: Yeah, there you go. With the mic. Yeah.
1: There you go. Hey, what's up, man? Sneak up to his table. (laughs) Just sneak up. Set a whole mic up behind him and he won't know and we'll just talk yeah okay man we'll see you later Perfect. he's like we'll court we can cordon off the aisle right so nobody walks by there's no noise and he would be like what's going on <laughs> yeah,
0: right i think we got a
1: plan <laughs> this is never this i can't see anything going wrong with this one no, so no, absolutely not yeah <laughs> all right so um off to go see uh spider verse i'm sure again sometime in the next couple of weeks yeah. um indiana jones yeah.
0: yeah dude i can't i can't wait Like. It's Me too, because I mean, unlike the last one, I'm actually like, this looks fucking awesome. Like and I'm really excited totally. about it. Yeah. 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 Yep. No, I can't. And
1: Astro really. City is it, 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 I think Astro City might be next on our hit list.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, just looks so good.
0: Yeah, totally. All right. Well, um, thanks, man. This is great. Thank you, bud. Yeah. It was fun getting to talk again. Always a pleasure.
1: Yeah, I'll talk to you soon, buddy.
0: Cool. Sounds good, bud. Have a good night, Alex.